devil in the detail. <laughs> Hello and welcome to this week's Devil in the Detail. I'm Rob Parkinson and we've got a fun pack show full of Salford Red Devils chat with me and Paul. Right, Paul? Hi, hey, Rob. You had a good week, mate? Yeah, really good, mate. Really good. Good result the weekend, beating Featherstone. Uh, Friday night, the under-19s give us all the big boost, didn't they? With a fantastic, heroic victory at Headingley. So, uh, yeah, all's good. Yeah, great performance by the under-19s. Gav Carvel and his coaching staff must be, you know, chuffed to bits going down to Headingley uh, and hammering leads by so many. Yeah, great score. 52 points they got there. You know, Lewis Ferris, I believe, had a cracking game. Know, kicking eight from nine, I think he missed the, the last conversion, so unlucky there. But Aaron Moore, another lad who got an hat trick as well. So, you know, credit to all them lads. And I saw the video on on Facebook, you know, of them all singing in the dressing rooms and heartwarming. I thought, Rob, I thought he really gave me a lift after, you know, last week was a lot of negative stuff going on, wasn't there? And those lads really put a smile back on my face. Yeah, it was great times. And hopefully, you know, the good times will continue in the next couple of weeks, Paul. Uh, what have we got on the show this week? We've got the news, we've got a review of the Featherstone victory, we've got the amateur report, and we've got a preview of this week's game against London Broncos. Cool, so what we'll do, we'll start with the news. So, Marwan Kukash, uh, straight after the uh, the game at weekend, Paul, got on the GMR and confirmed that we won't be able to play at home uh, in our million-pound game if we do get to have to play the million-pound game. He's looking at either Warrington or Lee as being our home ground, uh, Paul. Obviously, you know, we want to play at home, but obviously we aren't able to. They weren't able to thrash out a deal between the RFL and the RFU and Sale and, and us. Um, where, where would you want to play if, the you know, the choice was yours? The Willows. Willows. <laughs> if we were still there, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, like I said last week, Rob, I think it's badly organised by the RFL. They must have known that Sale were at home on that day and there was a strong possibility we could be in a million pound game and, I don't I don't see why the million pound game can't be on a Sunday, but um, yeah, it doesn't matter where they play. To me, um, you know, we're not going to be at home, are we? So wherever we go, we, we go, don't we? So um, you know, Lee or Warrington is going to be more home for us than I suppose the two sides that we're going to we could face in the in the million pound game. Well, the three sides. I mean, there's Huddersfield, Hull, Care, and a long shot London Broncos, isn't there? Which I can't see. But for uh, for those three, maybe Warrington and Lee. Is a lot further for them to travel, so it's nearer for us. So I don't know really. Those two are probably the best that they can come up with. The club can come up with, aren't they? So we'll just have to go. We'll go with that. But we've still got a chance of making third, Rob. So let's just target that. Yeah, that's the that's the dream. If we finish the third, Paul. If I if I was picking between Warrington and Lee, I'd probably go for Warrington uh, because obviously in our Sort of grand final in 2008. We played at Warrington. We have the memories yeah. of winning there. Extra time, yeah. Yeah, could be a psychological advantage in in the game, Paul. Maybe you know it's something to to think about. Yeah, certainly. And we've not got the best record at the Lee Sports, but the gentleman we've lost there twice. You know, this season and last season to Lee, and we played our last game in 2012 there, which was very annoying at the time when we had to move and play there against Wakefield, didn't we? And and they they put us to the sword that night. So we've not got the best record at Lee. So, yeah, I'll go with Warrington. I, I like going there. It's a nice ground. And, um, and yeah, but let's just hope we finish third. <laughs> yeah, other things uh, Marwan said on, on, the, on the radio, he confirmed he knew about Tim Sheen's, uh, you know, departing to Hulkiara, having to play Hulkiara in the million-pound game. Then Tim Sheen's will, will stand down from his role as, as director of football. Um, if, I suppose if you know, if you known a few weeks ago, uh, I suppose the players will have known a few weeks ago, and it kind of explains the, the kind of dip in performances in the, uh, in the Super 8s. Yeah, I think there's a, people know certain things at Salford that the supporters don't know. I think we're always the last ones to know, aren't we? Which is a bit, um, a bit unfortunate, really. But, but yeah, it sort of explains how, how we've, we played sort of the last couple of weeks, and you know, we've looked a bit lacklustre against Hull Kingston Rovers, and very disappointing, very disappointing for the supporters. That's the ones who I feel sorry for. You know, we're going paying the money every week, and and this this has happened now. I mean, to be honest with you, I, I don't see. What the advantage of it being announced now is really, I mean, I don't see why I couldn't wait until the end of the season. Yeah. Because especially now you've got the, the million pound game as well, and, you know, these sort of things normally throw up them conundrums, don't we? We're probably going to wind up playing all care in that now because it'd just be sods law, wouldn't it? So that's going to be a really awkward situation. I know Tim Sheen has said he'd step aside, but it just seems a mess to me. I think he could have waited till the end of the season. What what has it gained from announcing it now, really? I don't I don't know. I suppose it's a, a psychological, I suppose all care. Probably want it announced to think 
put us under that bit more pressure to think, well, everyone's leaving, nobody cares when that's yeah. not the case, is it? You know what I mean? No, it, but at the moment, Rob, I think everything's sort of um, conspiring against us, isn't it? You've got that, you've got this million-pound game we won't be able to play at Salford, and this season particularly, it's as if you know we're on our own in the corner, aren't we? And everyone's sort of there, backing us into this corner. So, you know, I just like our look to change now, and you know, we'll start getting on a bit of a roll. And I think we started that on Sunday beating Featherstone, we put London and Batley to the sword. You know, we get a bit of confidence and. You know, we can start taking aim at whoever we've got in that million pound game. Yeah, it's going to be a massive game, that Paul. And, you know, it's all about the build up for me, you know what I mean? It's all about the players, you know, putting in a great performance and being, you know, fully focused all week and not getting distracted by, you know, big stories or stories that might come out in the meantime. That's right, that's right. But there's still a bit of rugby league to be played before then, Rob. I mean, Featherstone have got a big game this weekend. Um, Huddersfield play Leeds, so Featherstone's got OKR, so, you know. Stranger things have happened. Featherstone turn OKR over and Leeds turn Huddersfield over. Then there's a, there's a good chance we could still finish third. So I, I still think there's a few twists and that. I mean, I know watching Featherstone on Sunday, I'm not going to say they looked a poor side, but we swept them aside, didn't they? And we got they got swept aside off um, off Leeds as well. And they're probably going to struggle against OKR, but uh, but you never know. You never know. Yeah. Uh, other things that uh, that Marwan sort of confirmed, he didn't. Well, didn't confirm. Either way, whether he was staying or going, he was just looking at the next three games. Paul, um, he said, he, I think he said he, he's told the players his, of his decision, which, which is a good thing. Um, but you're really kind of hoping that you know, if he does let us know, he, he's going to have to let us know shortly. We don't want him sort of letting us know sort of two minutes after the grand final if if it all goes wrong, do we? Really, we need to be able to sort of plan, and the club need to plan, don't they, in in advance if he does decide to walk away? I think he should have let us know weeks ago. I think he should have made his decision after the points deduction. And been and been honest with the supporters. Um, I think to keep dragging people along, it's a crazy situation, and supporters are, are taking it on the chin. I mean, you look at the crowd. And I don't want to be too negative, but the crowd on on Sunday supporters are voting with the feet, aren't they? And I don't think people are buying into to it anymore. So, I think he needs to come out and tell us. And if he's going to wait now till the, the grand final, then so be it. But you know, we need to sort things out because we don't want to be in like a desperate situation at the end of the season looking for an owner and. And things like that. it's going to be worrying times, really, Rob, because we don't really know where we're going to be, do we? We don't know what's going to happen next season, and yeah, it's um, it is a bit of a worry. But we've got this to get through the, the rest of this season. Yet we've got that on our minds, haven't we? So I just hope that the players are all focused, and I'm sure they are, because uh, you know we've had some good results this season, and without that points deduction, we'd have been well up there. And I think that's one thing that needs drumming into the players. You know, if we say we do end up in the million pound game, we play Huddersfield, for example, my sort of rallying cry to the players would be they finished bottom of Super League with that without that six point deduction we could have been like six so we're miles ahead of them and um, I think that's what, how we've got to approach this, this this sort of last few games Yeah I suppose it's it's all about playing the team rather than the shirt and obviously others have been a good side haven't they over the last few years but like you said they were finished bottom of the Super League we were you know six points better off than, than we are with what we finished off finished on so you know ideally we should be you know in the top eight competing you know for a you know, for a grand final place, really, but you know where we find ourselves, and you know we have to fight tooth and nail, don't you, in this uh, Super Eight qualifiers to 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 dig dig yourself out of the, uh, the 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 problem which you find yourself in, in a way. Yeah, they certainly do, and we are in a bit of an hole now, aren't we? Because it's going to be hard for us to get in that top three. It's not impossible, is it? But uh, it's going to be it would probably be unlikely now. So we're going to be looking at you know maybe Hull Car Huddersfield in this this million pound game, and and the results have gone this season. We've we've beaten them once and lost to them once. That includes both the sides, so it's going to be uh, going to be nerve wracking, isn't it? Whoever we get in that, but uh, but like I said before, Huddersfield still look very convincing to me on the, on Saturday against Lee, and, and as the same goes for OKR the week before. They're definitely beatable, um, but we've just got to go into that game if we do end up in it on com- on a good run of confidence and form, and we've got an ideal opportunity with the next two games to do that. Yeah, and um, also uh, looking at other bits of news as well. Um, we got the ten pound adult free adult adult ticket prices uh, for the game um, on Sunday, um, which is good. I think the club obviously trying their arm, trying to get new you know the fans in. Um, ten pound for adults and free for kids. It, it shows that you know they're trying to you know push the game and trying to get people in. Yeah, definitely, especially with that game being on Sky now. That could could take a bit off us, couldn't it? Um off the crowd so anything to get anybody in and it's a really good offer that you know free for under 16s and a, and a tenor to watch you know rugby league 
you know, even at this this level, I know it's not top Super League, but it's it's going to be a decent game. And ten quid, you can't whack that at all, can you? So I just hope people buy into that and, and give it a try on on Saturday. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how many people kind of turn up. Obviously, you know, Salford now uh, after a great performance uh, on Sunday against Featherstone uh, and scoring lots of tries. You know, people are going to be looking at that scoreline, aren't they, in the papers and thinking, oh, you know, Salford have scored seventy points. I might go and you know have a look, have a watch of them now. And ten pound, like you said, it's a it's a great. Uh, amount for for a whole family to go down, you know, for twenty quid, and you know, it hopefully we'll we'll get a big crowd in. Certainly as well, yeah. And we just don't, you know, the people who've got season tickets turn up as well, because I think there's been a few times this season when people haven't done. Because someone told me a bit back that you know there were so many season tickets didn't turn up to one of the games. So let's hope everybody comes and, and gets behind them, because you know the, the team need us now, don't they? And um, you know what it's like, you know, when you're playing in front of a flat atmosphere and a, and a low crowd. It's hard sometimes for, to get that roll on and raise your game. And I think it's going to be a tough game on, on Saturday as well. London have got some talented players, and like I said the other week, they give Leeds a, a good run. Um, they've had some tight games in the in the middle eight so far, so we're going to have to be on our game. They're not just going to roll over for us. So if you can get down there on Saturday, get down and support the, the lads because uh, you know it's a vital stage of the season now, and they need all our support. Yeah, thanks for reminding me. I, thought, I, said, I said Sunday, didn't I? I thought, uh, yeah, Saturday at 3 o'clock, Saturday, Rob, yeah. Oh, oh, Saturday, that. <laughs> yeah, Saturday yeah. at 3. So, at least I'll be, there, I'll be there on the right day now, anyway, which, which is good. Um, <laughs> other, other bit of news. Uh, at the Army and the Navy play uh, their uh, game uh, at the AGL, AJ Bell before the before the big contest on Saturday. Um, it's great that, you know, the special occasion, the Army and the Navy get such a, hopefully, a big crowd uh, to play in front of. Yeah, definitely. Well, to be honest with you, when I when I heard that the game had been had been moved um, last week, I sort of panicked about that because I was really looking forward to it. I thought I hope it gets rescheduled for them lads because they've been looking forward to it, and it has been been done. So uh, so that's going to be really good. I'm hoping to get down there really. My kids go swimming on Saturday morning, so I'm hoping to get them back from there and then get down there as early as I can. So uh, really looking forward to it. I mean. I said last season, I think to you a few times, I enjoyed the Saturday games last season. Remember, we had some good Saturday away games, didn't we? And, um, you know, one or two at home as well. So I think it's a good day to play on a Saturday. So uh, I wouldn't have any problems sort of playing that as our regular game day, if, if you like, you know, rather than Fridays. But, yeah, exciting uh, exciting afternoon in store, I think. Yeah, and both sides, you know, played really good quality rugby league as well. Uh, last season's game was, was really good watch as well. I'm really hoping that, you know, the people... Of course, fans go down early and, and give the the two teams some big support because obviously you know they're doing a really tough job, aren't they? Kind of keeping us all safe uh, yeah. from all kinds of you know uh, bad things that happen in the world, and you know it shows our appreciation to get down there and, and, and cheer them on. Yeah, I remember the game last year. I really enjoyed it. I think I just caught the second half. I can't remember what the first team game was. Was it a playoff game? Yeah, the Sheffield game. Also, I can't, I can't can't quite remember what the first team game was. I do remember going and sort of seeing some of the lads in in the, the West Stand. I was sat in there, I think, for that game and seeing them after the after the game with the with the shirt and tie on and what have you. And uh, yeah, it was a great day, great occasion, and um, you know, good luck to all the lads involved in that on on Saturday. Yeah, and in the academies. Uh, are playing against each other as well, but that's at uh, Salford City Roosters ground um, earlier. I think it's about is it half eleven? It's half eleven, I think that one, Rob. Yeah. Yeah. So get yourselves down there before you get down to the AJ Bell uh, and support um, the Army and the Navy, and uh, good luck to both sides. And uh, we'll hopefully be talking about a good game uh, next week. Uh, next bit of news: uh, we've got a meal and drink offer uh, for the game um, this week, uh, twenty nine pounds. Um, it's pretty good, like you say. The club keep putting out these big offers for people, and if everyone Someone fancies to do uh, do the uh, the game in style. Um, they have the option, not the Paul. Yeah, twenty nine pounds, not bad. Is it? That is that for the meal and the match ticket uh, as well, is it? It's a it's a meal, it's a meal and a drink, twenty nine quid. So it's pretty good, really good offer that, really. I think. And does that get you into the game as well? Yes, in the game, yeah, I think so. Yeah, that, that's pretty sound, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, where can you go? I mean, you can go anywhere these days. You're talking, what, you're talking for a pint these days, right? It's been a long time since I've been out. It's <laughs> <laughs> about, about a five an hour or something. Maybe so. £3.50 or something, yeah. Yeah, £3.50, £4 if you're in town, isn't it? So, yeah, it's a good deal, that. I mean, and to, for your match ticket as well, um, you can't whack that. It's really good. And I'm pleased that the club have come up with these little incentives and that and uh, trying to encourage people to get down there. So, uh, so yeah. Yeah, get a chance to go into the VIP bar um, and um, also get you know pictures took with legends uh, who were there at the game, which is really good. I think it's it gives fans the kind of the you know the opportunity to get feel closer to the club when you see you know your team's legends you know in in the same place you are. Uh, I suppose it's a bit being on the terrace, you don't really get that, do you? You know, I mean the the club legends being able to mingle, but in this situation, you know, you can 
you know, get down and, and mingle with your legends. It, it brings everyone closer together, doesn't it, really, Paul? Yeah, it does, it does. I mean, I'm back in, in the, the South Stand and this season, and, and even I got myself, well, I treated my, my dad to a season ticket for his birthday uh, last season. We, we both went in there because um, we was expecting it to be a really great season and us to do really well. So we said, just well, one season only, we'll, we'll go in this VIP. And it was really good. We enjoyed it. And, um, you know, I met quite a few people in there Andy Gregory, Steve Blakely, people like that. I had some good chats with them. And, that, and like you say, Adrian Marley, another one, they're just in there, the same place as you. So, and you can just go up to them and chat with them, and it's it's really good. It's a good uh, it's a good bar in there as well. And after the game, you can you can go in and chill out for a bit because sometimes it's difficult to get out of the car park, and as people say at the ground. So uh, so yeah, I'd encourage anybody to go in there. But like this season, I I couldn't really afford it, so I'm back in the the cheap stand again. But uh, but yeah, if you can go in the VIP, you'll enjoy it. It's good. Yeah, and if you're interested in that, contact Andrew Bentham on oh one six one seven eight six one five nine zero, and he'll uh, he'll sort you out with that. Uh, next bit of news, uh, Sofa Red Devils Dance uh, Foundation uh, started again, Paul. Uh, you know, it's really good, obviously, you know, the foundation do all kinds of different things for all, the, you know, the whole community uh, and having a dance academy, uh, you know, t- t- ticks the box, you know, people who want to do, do dancing, uh, it's really good for them. Yeah, of course it is, mate. That's what it's all about, isn't it? Um, the community spirit. And the more we can get that at Salford, the better for me. The more kids that get involved, the more families that get involved. It's only going to grow the club in it. And we can't sort of sing the praises of the foundation enough because uh, I think they do some great work. And uh, just just like keep it going because that's what it's all about. That's what we had at the Willows, wasn't it? We had that family atmosphere and everybody felt part of it. And, you know, I think we lost a bit of that when we moved to the AJ Bell. But, you know, slowly but surely, I think we can get that back. Yeah, it's, it's basically Hollyoak Road in Wharton. Its first uh, session is at t- the 26th of September. It's uh, £4 a person. Um, and obviously, like you said, the, the kids, you know, if they, if they do find it good and, you know, they are good at it, it gives them the opportunity maybe to kind of develop and, and turn up and dance for the uh, the Salford uh, Red Angels. So, you know, it's good that, you know, they're given the, the opportunity, if they are good, to maybe move on into, into that direction, really. Yeah, and what an opportunity that is. I mean, I remember the... Red Hot Flames, as it used to be called, at the, the Willows, and and you know, looking back now, reading me all, the old programs, and I used to read stuff in there, and how many awards did they win? And they were they were like top cheerleaders every season, weren't they? Not that I know everything about cheerleaders, but I'm just uh, <laughs> just remembering really. But yeah, that, that's that's brilliant. Then I mean, what what a thing to aim for, you know, if you're a, if you're a young girl or something, you know, doing stuff like that. I mean, you get to go on the pitch in front of you know, really big crowds and all that. So, yeah, it's something to aim for. And it's, yeah, that, that's cool. Our kid, our kid used to be a cheerleader. And even now, um, when, the, obviously, her husband goes to the game uh, with me, she always asks him, how, how did how did the Red, Red Angels dance? Uh, he, has to, he has to kind of like, you know, give a kind of like a running commentary of what they danced to and, uh, and, and how they danced. Uh, uh, even now, like, whatever, 10 years down the line. So was she in the flames then? Was yeah, she yeah. one of the flames? Ah, yeah. yeah, she was. She was like one of the originals, like. Right. Yeah, but even now, like she, she asks, I don't know how they do it until they're like they, they know they're there. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure the Red Angels are planning to, you know, go on the the trophy march like the Red Hot Flames did, and I suppose they got you know a few years on the side as well, and I'm sure they'll be at these celebrating trophies in a uh, few years down the line. Uh, so that's uh, that's all the uh, the news for this week, Paul. So what we'll do, we'll start talking about the game against Featherstone. Uh, last week you're listening to Devil in the Detail and this is your Big Match Review so Sunday Salford Red Devils played Featherstone Rovers and came away with a convincing win 70 points to 16 in the Super 8 qualifiers Paul you know we needed a big win we asked for a big win and we got one yeah, we did. We sort of played um, the 80 minutes, really. I mean, 44-12 up at half-time, and we kept the, the scoring going in the second half, and we missed a few kicks there, actually, towards them. It could have been, sort of, I think we missed four kicks, so it could have been like 78 points, really. So it was good, and it was good to see, you know, eight different try scores, I think it was, as well, and four different players grabbing a brace of tries. So the tries were all over the field. Really, wasn't they? We scored some good tries as well. There were some really well worked tries, so it was pleasing. And I think that's what we needed. We needed to get a result, get a performance, and uh, you know, get a few few tries under our belts as well. Just to because you could see in that game, all oh, the players seemed to want the ball, didn't they? And confidence started flowing, and you know that that could be just the the kick that we needed. Yeah, Salford's uh, lineup was nine levels at full back: Daniel Vito, Josh Jones, Junior Sout, Josh Griffin, Gaz O'Brien, Michael Dobson, Luke Burgess, Logan Tompkins, George Griffin. 
Ben Murder Masala, Wellaraki, and at loose forward with Mark Flanagan. On the bench for Salford, Rob Lewis, Craig Copjack, Adam Warren, and Oli Krinicki. Um, Ian Watson uh, keeping Gareth O'Brien uh, in the half backs and Nia Levels at full back and Rob Lewis on the bench, Paul. Um, you know, he's, he's looking that uh, that might be the, the new structure for the, uh, the Super 8 qualifiers. Yeah, yeah. It was funny, though, because Nia Levels seemed to switch, didn't he? I know he was down to play at full back, but he sort of played at standoff, really, from. You know, with bits of it I, I was looking at and um, Gareth O'Brien you know, was linking in the line well what is, as, he, as we normally see him doing it in the full-back role and um, you know, I think the try he set up for Nia Levels was a fantastic pass out the back door to Evels I think that was in the second half if I'm not mistaken or towards the end of the first half lovely uh, lovely ball out to Evels and there was some really good finishing on uh, on Sunday from you know Vido got down well and scored a good try Ben Murdoch Masala um, yeah, Junior Sauer as well. There were some great tries, really, really good to watch. And uh, everybody sort of got stuck in, I thought, on, on Sunday. Because you think about Featherstone Rovers, I mean, there's a big, I think it's show what the, the gulf there is between certain championship sides to, to Super League. There is a bit of a gulf there, isn't there? But, you know, Featherstone, they're no mugs. They've had some good wins this season. I mean, they picked Bradford, didn't they? Beating Bradford at home to actually get fourth in the first place. So they've had some good wins. And I thought we put them to the side really well. And I wasn't expecting 70 points, so it would please them. Yeah, I, I was, you know, really, you know, happy with the performance. I thought the boys, you know, played consistently th- throughout the game. I suppose sometimes you get to kind of fifty points with about ten minutes to go, and you you kind of ease off, don't you? But Salford, you know, that they gave you know a good account for themselves, and I suppose it's all about the points difference now, Paul. It's all about racking up the points in in, in these next three games uh, to put the pressure on Huddersfield and Ulkia uh, if they slip up uh, with our superior points difference. Hopefully, by the end of uh, the next three games. Uh, we'll be we'll be sneaking into third. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be a different different game on on Saturday against London. I think London are slightly better than, than Featherstone. They'll give us a, a stiffer test. But you no, know, Featherstone have got some good players, and they impressed me. I mean, they scored on the first set of six, didn't they? they scored a great try, you know, real good ball movement, and um, the youngster that Jordan Baldwinson scored from. So I mean, I was feeling they were worse when they went over there. Yeah. Oh, God, don't tell me this going on. But it was a really well well worked try. I mean. Probably, probably the try of the game that one to be honest. But um, after that, then we sort of um, stepped on the gas, didn't we? Then after that, and you know, scored scored four to five tries on on the spin, and um, really when when Vido went over in the fifteenth minute, twenty points to six, it was game over, wasn't it? Really, but you know, the lads could have you know stepped off the gas. A lot of teams do, don't they? But we didn't, you know, to score another fifty points. I thought it was it was a good effort, really, and uh, and it just shows what we're capable of. Yeah, Super League performance from a Super League side and. You know, like I said, Paul. You know, it sends out a message to to, to the rest of the teams competing for that. Uh, you know, spots in the in the in the top half of the Super Eight qualifiers that you know Salford are flying. And if we continue to put in performances like that uh, in the next couple of weeks, you know, whatever happens, if we end up in the uh, the million pound game, we're going to go in there full of confidence and and give everyone a good game, whoever we may face. Yeah, and I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again now. If we if we are to end up in that million pound game, I don't think there's anything to fear. No matter who you play, Hulkings, Rovers, Huddersfield, whoever, I don't think there's anything to fear off those sides. We've got the players and the calibre of players to be more than capable of, of beating those teams. I think a lot of it is like, I think I said it last week, it's belief and, and confidence. And that seemed, to me, that seemed to drain away after the Lee defeat, as we spoke about, and the whole KR game was poor. Whether all this Tim Sheen's business has, has affected the players, I don't know. It seems it must have done. And, um, you know, if they can sort of put that behind them now and, and just play the game, I mean, they seem to play a bit freer to me on, on Sunday. And I know your opposition's not quite Super League standard, but you only beat who you're playing against, and, and they did that job. And just got to go and do the same job on, on London Broncos now on Saturday. Yeah, I agree with that. I suppose they didn't seem tense, did they? A um, few times this season when, you know, they've had to perform, they've, they've been edgy and. You know, it didn't show any of that against against Featherstone. Uh, they gave us a complete performance, and that's what us fans wanted after you know the last couple of weeks. We needed a, a strong uh, you know game, and, and we got one really. Yeah, that's right. But you, the only thing you've got to remember is the three games that we played leading up to the Featherstone game against Lee, Hawkinson Rovers, and Leeds have been pressure cooker games, haven't they? Mm-hmm. They've been games where we've really had to be switched on, and I think the pressure sort of told on us with the pressure being off a bit on Featherstone. I suppose there was pressure there because if we'd have lost that game, it'd have been. No good night in Vienna, wasn't it? But um, I think there was a bit less pressure there, wasn't there? And 
you could you could see that with the players, and I'm hoping that they're going to have the same approach to this game against London because you know we should be more than capable of, of beating London Broncos, and and the same again. Batley away is going to be tough, you know. John Keir getting coached, I think he's got coach of the year today, aren't he, in the, the championship? So um, that's going to be a tough away game, but there's no reason why we can't go and get some get some good scores, and especially this Saturday against London, because like you just said there, Rob, um, points difference and that that you know depending on how other scores go could be the all important factor. Yeah, who was your man of the match, Paul, for the game? I'm going to go with Junior South. I thought Junior South played really well. He made countless breaks. He scored two tries. He was backing up. And, you know, he was a really handful, I thought, for Featherstone all afternoon. He was he busted them a few times and tackled well. I thought Naya Levels had a really good game as well. He looked really dangerous. But I'm um, just edging for Junior South this week. Yeah, looking at your three-word match reports and man of the match, we didn't get many uh, this week because Marwan started talking on the radio and uh, everyone got distracted. Um, Chairman Bob, uh, he says Scruffy win and his man of the match was Junior Sow uh, and Chris and Janet Shenton said more again please and their man of the match was uh, Wellaraki uh, and Gary Williams uh, his man of the match was George Griffin um, I'm going to go for Ben Murnett Masala uh, for my man of the match, he was, uh, I thought it was impressive with punching holes in the uh, Featherston defence uh, all uh, all afternoon and you know I suppose it's games like that will build, build confidence in the big man and I'm sure he's going to you know, putting a, you know, two or three another big performances in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean that try he scored before half time. Um, Josh Griffin, I think, made the break, didn't he? And he chucked in that basketball style pass, and uh, no one was going to stop him there. The poor lad, who I think it was Thacker in the half at feathers, he just sort of swatted him out of the yeah. way to score, and it was um, like a beast there going through, wasn't he? And I thought he played really well, Ben Murdoch Masala. And, you know, um, he's another one I think has been a bit low on confidence, hasn't he, the uh, last few weeks. And, that you know, confidence, where does it go? Where does it come from? I've said that a few times this season. And, you know, we, like I said, we can, we can all, we, you don't want to get too wound up, do we? Like, carried away just to be beaten Featherstone, no disrespect to them. But, um, you know, that, that confidence of scoring tries and, you know, all wanting the ball. And, you know, it just raises the, the, the levels of the spirits of the side, doesn't it? And I think we'll see that on Saturday. I think we'll see the same again on Saturday. I'm hoping so, anyway. Yeah, and this is what Ian Watson had to say about the game. That must be a nice relief, Ian. Yeah, it's um, a lot better when we hold the ball. Um, it's something that we've not been <coughs> doing over the last few weeks and it's been to our detriment that we, we've obviously not held the ball. So a lot of em- emphasis has gone on to our completions um, this week as well. The kind of disappointing thing is that our D fell away a little bit as well, um, whereas teams have been struggling to break us down but because the amount of D that we have been doing... Um, they've been scoring on us as well, so we just need to make sure that we balance the two out in the right way. But yeah, overall, really pleasing and a real professional performance. So it gives you a chance going forward with the next two games to retain your Super League status. Yeah, it's, like I say, we're, we're focusing on every game going forward, and um, we're not we're not worried as that. We know we've had um, a couple of setbacks as well, but we know what kind of group we've got in there and what we're about as well. And the last few couple of weeks, we've not been with what we've been about, we've kind of beat ourselves more than anything by turning over too much possession. So we just wanted to get back to what we were about. Have you spoken too much about points difference potentially coming into it here and the importance of sort of racking up some, some big points? Um, no, 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 because there's this three games for it. We're, we're aware of it. Like, we won't lie. Um, we're aware of it. And um, in the coaching staff, we've, we've mentioned it a little bit. But to be fair, we've got three games. We had Featherstone today where we needed to do a professional performance and not get bored with what we were doing. We've got London next week, who's going to be another one. They're going to come and come at us as well. So it's about being professional again, not getting be- getting bored and trying to just score points from all over the place. It's, it's do your job and do it professionally, and then your points will come on the back end of that as well. But London will uh, provide a stern test. I don't, I don't know how they've gone on this week, but they're not a bad team, London. Do you feel in this mid-late that the fixtures need to be better spread? Because you've had a really tough start, which has put you under real pressure now coming the last three games. Whereas other teams have played the so-called easier games first, got points on the board, and know that maybe one or two wins might might secure them simply. Yeah, we've we've had a tough tough um, kind of fixtures if you want to look at it as well. But to be fair, you've got to play them at some point as well. But I'd have liked to have seen where um, if you finish ninth and tenth like Cousin and Leeds did, then you get the next four teams underneath you at home because you've earned that right then, and then you get the other teams away. Um, but it seems like it's all mission mash and guess and oh, you just play there, you play there. But if you finish ninth and tenth in Super League, then you've really earned the right to be in Super League a little bit. So you should play the next best four teams at home for me and then play the other teams away. 
Whereas we've not had that. We've ended up having to... Like we played the Leeds game away, which you'd expect because they finished above us. But then we ended up playing Lee at their place as well. And they're a strong team at their place. And they're in confidence. They've been winning mode over there as well. So it would have been lovely to have got them here in front of your own crowd. And I think that way it could have been maybe structured a little bit better as well. But every other team seems to have had a little bit of a different run compared to ours, definitely. There's a lot of talk in the programme and in the build-up that players now know what they need to do. In some ways, has it helped now that you, you know you've got to win these last three games? Yeah, we've known what our job is before. It's it's different. I mean, you've seen it in Huddersfield yesterday. There's a, there's a different pressure in at playing at the, the bottom end and playing for your livelihoods than there is in playing at the top of the table and playing for trophies. Because, it, like you've seen it in Huddersfield there, they, they've gone to Lee as well, and you can see the nervousness. And them. And we've seen it for two weeks with us against Hull KR and against Lee as well, and how many tries we've bombed and opportunities and spilt the ball. Well, we've not done that all year. So now we've had to go back to real basics to kind of build that confidence again and get back to the ball sticking, whereas it had come a bit of an issue over the last couple of weeks. So we've always known our role, but it was more of probably the anxiety and pressure people kind of felt un- under, really. And we seem to have pushed that to the side at the moment. So hopefully we can go forward in the, the right way and secure our Super League status. Tim, moving on, is that, I mean, is that had an impact this week? Or? To be honest, to be honest, no. Rub, it, 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 it happens, doesn't it? Um, we, we'd, we'd lo- I'd love Tim to be still here, um, to be doing, like his contract was a free year one. I'd have loved him to be here for the three years. Um, He's great for me, he's great for Gleese. Um, we sit around the whole day bouncing ideas off each other and he's an absolute great bloke to have around the place and, and he's going to be a big loss in that side of things. Um, but with regards to the group, we've put it to the players and we've said it, in your career it happens, players come, players go, coaches come, coaches go. It's it's about what you do and, and we have it in our hands to control what we do from here now as well. So we can't look back in four weeks and say, you know what, we blew it because Tim said he was going to leave and Marwan said he didn't really know what he was going to do as well. We control what we do and that's the best way to look at it. There is a possibility the two teams meet in the million pound game. Would that yeah. be an issue to anyone here? Or? Uh, we've spoke with that, uh, myself and Tim. Tim, Like I say, Tim's a real good bloke, he's real honest. Um, and we said about, uh, we got asked the question, did with Tim being around now and I said I want Tim around um, I want to keep him around at the moment and keep him close to us because he's, he's good for us and like the ideas you bounce off him um, And he, but he did say he, he said about the whole KR game and he said if it came to that then he would step away for the whole KR game he, he wouldn't come because he felt like it would be a conflict of interest which which everyone would understand as well but to be fair Tim, Tim's here for us at the moment and Tim's doing a great job for us and he's going to continue doing that until till he leaves as well yeah, no, it's, a, it's a good professional performance for us yeah. and that's what we wanted um, we've said it out all week it's all over the changing room about being professional doing your job as well and, and the boys have done that yeah um, any news on recruitment it must be no, difficult with yeah, this we, we, being in these eights yeah. well I mean, I mean we'll look it's a bit lying to say that we're not looking but we, we do look um, yeah. going forward towards um, retaining our civil status and what's out there and there's a few interesting prospects out there that we'd like to look at but at the moment it's all about us doing our job on the field and making sure that we're here and also your attention list yeah. yeah. Well, we've got um, we've got a lot of our group which are already on contract for next year as well. That's the, that's the pleasing thing. Is probably the guys who are not have kind of have gone really. To be fair. Um, so, like I say, all the guys who are here and even if they are on contract, the playing the playing for Salford and the playing for us and they want to do the job for each other at the moment. So that's the kind of focus we're having. What was the most pleasing aspect of that one? Oh, the size of it? Or? No, just holding the ball. <laughs> after, the last, after the last few weeks, holding the ball and not putting ourselves under too much pressure that we're having to do too much defending. Yeah. On the disappointment side of it, or things we need to improve on, it just just the D again mm. on there. Because last week at Leeds, Leeds really struggled to break us down. We just did 404 tackles, to be fair, and, and teams scored off a ricochet of kicks and stuff like that. And generally, that's one thing that's been really consistent. But it's, it's like anything, you turn your attention to your attack and you start training all your attack and then your defence drops off a little bit. So we, we need to get the balance right there a little bit. And um, the pleasing side was that we held the ball and we didn't put ourselves under too much pressure to have to keep defending this week. I nearly sent the John in there. Do you not wish you hadn't scored first? Did you just seem to upset him? Yeah, well, the thing is, they, they caught us straight away there. And mm. we said, we, when we sent the message on, that's got to be a wake-up call to us. Um, we know what our job is. Make sure we do it, but make sure we're switched on in our D as well. Um, and to be fair, the, the, 
90% of the time the boys have done it and they've done a great job on it as well so anybody come out with injuries um, Rob, Rob went over towards the end didn't he just, uh, he, he, just, he just took tweet. down because he thought it might be an obstruction so he just went down right, so he's okay. saying he's fine um, so he, he'll be good Robert um, Josh Griffin's got a little bit of a knock but he should be fine as well like I say he's digging in for the for the club at the moment and for the boys he wants to pull up that performance in because we know Josh is going to Hull at the end of the year but yeah. he, he wants to do his best that he can for how's the Justin coming on Justin's alright um, some positive news this week that um, he's come out of the brace um, a week earlier which is brilliant for us yeah, as well yeah. so he'll be starting lifting more heavily this week which he has been doing little bits of but he'll be able to lift unaided this week as well and then we can start getting him into some running um, later on this week so hopefully um, he could be back um, the last game of the season potentially <laughs> potentially yeah yeah um, which we'd love to have Justin back yeah yeah massively alright listen see you later so, Ian Watson, uh, happy with the performance on uh, on Sunday, pal? Yeah, it seems, seems like it. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be, isn't he? He's scoring 70 points at home. It's a couple of disappointing tries, I thought, that we're letting, especially that one from the kick through. But, you know, I don't think they did a lot wrong, really. And We needed that victory. We needed that big sort of point margin. What was it, 54 points we won by? So, we needed that. And, um, yeah, I think Ian's got a bit to be pleased about there. After the three, three defeats, it's, it'd be nice to get a win for him. Yeah, he talks about going back to basics and you know playing under the pressure of you know being at the bottom and it's and it's bigger and more difficult uh, to to play than at the top. Uh, and it, it suppose it's all about you know going back to the basics and you know remaining focused and and getting the team in the right shape and the right shape of mind to to pull off good performances. That's right, yeah, because you look at Featherstone on Sunday, they came to Salford as the underdogs really they had nothing to lose, so really all the pressure was on us to perform. And you know a defeat would have been unthinkable really on Sunday. So you, the players have got that on their minds, haven't they, going into the game? So, so yeah, back to basics. I think was the right idea really, and um, we just showed you know what we can do when we move the ball. And I mean, we looked you know really good, I thought on Sunday. And uh, yeah, as I said before, we need the same same again now against London and get that under our belt and then take it from there. Yeah, like you say, London's going to be another test, and I'm sure the boys and we and Watson will be ready for them uh, this week. Uh, so now what we'll do, we'll have a look at what Armour Sides did uh, in Paul's Amateur Report this week. Well, welcome to this week's Devil in the Detail Amateur Review. We're going to start with the Salford Red Devils under-19s who had a tremendous victory on Friday night going away to Leeds Rhinos winning by 52 points to 30. Tremendous victory, 24-12 up at half-time. The tries coming from Aaron Moore who scored a hat-trick, Brad Whelan scored two, Jack Thompson, Lewis Fairhurst, Jack Cottington and Brad Story. Lewis Fairhurst kicking eight out of nine and I think he just missed the last conversion so he kicked really well. But a fantastic win for the Young Devils against Leeds Rhinos who were going for second place in the table. They're currently third. So Red Devils are fourth from bottom, but a fantastic win there, and uh, good luck to uh, the under-19s again this week. They play Wakefield Trinity Wildcats on Friday at the 16th of September. That's away from home with a seven o'clock kickoff. We're moving on to the National Conference Leagues. There's a few games. Uh, in the, the Conference League starting off with the Premier Division Rochdale Mayfield continued their good form they beat Waffbrow Hornets by 36 points to 6 so that leaves Mayfield 4th from top in the table 3 points adrift of Lee Minor Rangers and West Hull who lie 3rd and 2nd in Division 2, it wasn't a very good afternoon for Salford City Roosters. They went down at home to Hunslet Club Parkside by 70 points to 12. Uh, Andrew Muscat and George Kemp with the tries for the Roosters and two goals for Muscat. They only trailed 12-0 at half-time, so it was a bit of a collapse in the second half for, for the Roosters. And uh, one more result in Division 2, Thornhill Trojans 28, Saddleworth Rangers 28. Saddleworth Rangers doing really well there. 22 points to 6 down at half-time, coming back to grab a draw against Thornhill Trojans, who are doing quite well there. Fourth top in Division 2, so a good result away from home for the Rangers. The fixtures for this coming weekend, on Saturday the 17th of September, they're all half-past two kickoffs. Rochdale Mayfield away to Wigan St. Pat's. Salford City Roosters entertain Saddleworth Rangers. And uh, those are all the fixtures for this week in the National Conference League. 
We're moving on to the Northwest Men's League. Action got underway on Friday night, the 9th of September. Manchester Rangers nil, Halton Farm of Hornets 32. The rest of the results were on Saturday, the 10th. Uh, in Division 1, it was Folly Lane 24, Wigan St. Pat's A36. In Division 2, Berry Broncos 24, Rochdale Mayfield A0. Oldham St. Anne's A32, Blackpool Scorpions 12. In Division 4, Caddy's Ed Rhino's game against Berry Broncos A was postponed. Bolton Mets 10, Colchef Eagles 30. Little Hulton Reds 28, Rochdale Cobras 12. A good win there for Little Hulton Reds. The try scorers Mike Jones, Mike Bolton, Ben Cottom, Alan Hargreaves, and Gaz Hessian. So a good result there for the Little Hulton Reds who are still chasing a playoff place. Manchester Rangers 8 against West Hart and Lions was postponed. That was also in Division 4. In Division 5, Langworthy Reds got another good victory. They beat Liverpool Lions by 24 points to nil. And there was one result in the entry division. Aspel New Springs 26, Caddy's Head Rhinos 32. So the fixtures for this week, Saturday the 17th of September. Division 1, Bank Key Bulls play Folly Lane. In Division 2, it's Holt and Farmworth Hornets versus Berry Broncos. Oldham St. Anne's A against Lee East A. Mayfield, Rochdale Mayfield A, sorry. Versus Lee Minor Rangers A and Manchester Rangers against Widnes Tigers. Division 3 is Bold Miners against Fitton Hill. Division 4, Berry Broncos A against the Kulchev Eagles. Eccleston Lions against West Horton Lions. And Garswood Stags against the Caddyshead Rhinos. And finally Rochdale Cobras versus Manchester Rangers A. One last fixture, that's in Division 5 and that's Runcorn against Langworthy Reds. So the league standings at the moment, Folly Lane are currently 5th in Division 1, just a point behind Goldbourne Parkside, two points behind Latchford Albion, so there's still a big finish there for Folly Lane. Berry Broncos, uh, they're 2nd in Division 2, just three points behind leaders Pilkington Rex A. In Division 4, Rochdale Cobras are currently 2nd, Little Hult and Reds are 5th, chasing a playoff place. It's very tight, that they're only two points behind 2nd place Rochdale Cobras. And in Division 4, Caddy's Ed Rhinos are currently in 8th position. There was one result in the Women's League at the weekend. On Sunday, the 11th of September, Rochdale Hornets ladies were beaten at home by Brighouse Rangers by 24 points to nil. And finally this week, I'll finish off with the Northwest Youth League. There's a few results and a few fixtures for this coming weekend. But starting off in the under-16s, the Premier Division, Newton Storm 15, Rochdale 4. And in Division 3, it was Askham 10, Folly Lane 24 and Langworthy 14. Accrington 20 that was in the under 16s so the fixtures for this weekend we start off with the Hillary Steele Memorial Trophy Group C Waterhead versus Clockface Miners that is in the under 18s and in the under 16s there's a few fixtures here the North West Plate Oldham St Anne's versus West Bank Bears and in Division 2, Saddleworth play Dalton, Oral play Salford, and Division 3, Blackpool Stanley play the Langworthy Reds, and Folly Lane play Leyland. All those fixtures are on Sunday, the 18th of September. That's it for the, the Amateur Report this week. I'll catch you next week. Cheers for that, Paul. Uh, now what we'll do is we'll have a look forward to the game against London on Saturday. It's time for the Devil of the Details Big Match Preview. So, Salford Red Devils take on London Broncos uh, this week, Paul, in the Super 8 qualifiers. Another huge game for Salford, uh, another big performance needed. Yeah, definitely, mate. I mean, the two points is the most important thing, but if we can get another big score like we did against against Featherstone, that's all going to help towards this, this points difference at the end now. But London are a bit of a dangerous side, aren't they? But they did cop a bit of a hiding against Old Kingston Rovers at weekend at home. So, uh, you know, I'm fancying us to, to do the business. Yeah, like you said, London have some dangerous players. Um, they have that Sal, uh, James Cunningham. Um, you know, he won the Young Player of the Year uh, in the Kingstonian Press um, Championship Awards night uh, in the middle of the week, Paul. You know, they have got quality and we need to be aware uh, not to give them an opportunity to punish us. Yeah, the Jamie Soward, as you just mentioned earlier, the half-pack, he's a, he's a good player, a good organiser. He's done it in the NRL and... You know, state of origin, I think he's played as well, so he's a good player. And Elliot Keir, the winger who's at Bradford as well, he's a he's a decent player in as well. He's got a bit of pace. And Reese Williams also plays for him. I think we had him on loan for a few games, so they have a couple of uh, dangerous players. Jamie Thacker, remember him? I think he's had uh, more clubs than uh, Nick Faldo. Him, hasn't he? he's yeah. um, he's been all over the place, hasn't he? All in Leeds, and Doncaster, Whitehaven, Workington, maybe as well. So he's uh, I know he's clocking on a bit now, but he's a dangerous forward as well. But um, yeah, I think I think they've got a bit of pace in the back line. When I watched them against Leeds a few weeks ago, 
They scored like 30 points against Leeds, 28 points against them, and they moved the ball well and they scored some entertaining tries. So I think that's one thing we've got to watch out for because Featherston moved the ball early on against us and caused us a few problems, didn't they? So uh, just got to watch that because uh, you know they might they might try and uh, catch us uh, out wide. Yeah, and they finished second, didn't they, in the in their championship uh, behind Lee? Uh, it shows obviously that London Broncos, you know, they they've trying to build you know something down there. They won a, a project of the year award. Uh, for the good, um, you know, community uh, links that they're building, and it's I think it's quite important that you know they're able to grow down there. It's only going to be good for rugby league, isn't it? If we have a strong, strong London Broncos, uh, hopefully winning every week, apart from this week against us. Yeah, yeah, but they they they've done really well this season, though, Rob. To be honest, I mean, last season they had a bit of an in and out season, really, didn't they? And I didn't really expect them to do as well as they've done this season. They've finished second there. I know Lee have run away with that championship. I mean, look at the squad Lee have got. They've got some quality players in there, haven't they? And, you know, um, you've probably got a squad that's as good as, as some Super League sides. But London have done well to finish second in that championship, which is a very tough league. And, um, you know, hats off to them. They, they've, they've progressed and, and done really well. Um, if obviously you were Ian Watson, you were picking your, your squad and your team uh, for the game, would you go with the same... Uh, 17 or would you mix up a little bit? I think you've got to do. I think you've got to go with the same 17. No, I mean, I mean we've got a result there. Um, there was nobody really on Sunday that you could say had a poor, really out-and-out out poor game. So why drop somebody for uh, for the sake of it? I think you've just got to go with the, the same team. And I know looking at Robert Louis, he's probably the one that people say, well, Robert Louis should be in there. Um, I'm not so sure at the moment. He still doesn't look 100% fit. So, you know, perhaps keep him on the bench and save him. We might need him for that million-pound game. So just save him until he's he's fully fit. But I think you've got two capable players there in uh, Gareth O'Brien and, and Lyle Levels, and also Michael Dobson as well to fill in the halves positions and mix it up as well. Because you know O'Brien can mix it in the game and move backwards and forwards from full back and half back. So I think we've got enough uh, to cause London lots of problems. Yeah, I suppose for me, Paul, the only kind of change you'll be looking for is is Kenny. I think he's been really he was really good for us. Obviously, you know we Robert Louis dropping down. Uh, to the bench as as forced Kenny out of the seventeen, but you know for me he was he was really really good in the games he's played, and you know I suppose games like this would give him the opportunity to build experience uh, for you know the next season and beyond. Yeah, that's right, that's right. I mean, I, I wouldn't have minded seeing some of the uh, the under nineteen lads come in. I'd love to see Lewis Ferris get his go, and um, a couple of the other lads in there. In there. We'll have to see now whether Ian will risk risk players like that now. You know, Connor Williams as well. They did really well, I thought, when he came in and made his first team debut this season. So we'll have to wait and see on that one. But like I said, I don't think you can really change it around much. I think you've just got to go with with much of the same. Now we've built a bit of confidence there. Now let's go out and build some more this weekend. Yeah, I think it's, well, it's all about being consistent. If we are able to rack up another sort of 50, 60 scoreline, uh, which what Super League clubs that have done. You know, in in this Super Eight qualifiers against the you know the lower division teams, apart from Lee. Uh, you know, like I said before, it sends out a message, doesn't it, to everybody that you know we are a Super League club and you know we're gunning for this uh, third place spot. And if we don't get it, then we're, we're ready and focused and, and turned on, ready for the uh, the million pound game. Yeah, I think just just by putting a big score on them and getting a result, it keeps it alive for us. Then doesn't it till till that last weekend, and hopefully some results will go our way this weekend. But we go out and do the business and. Uh, and get a big score. That's only going to build confidence going into the, to the battle game. Yeah, give us your score prediction for the game, Paul. Yeah, I knew he was going to ask me this one. I've just been uh, trying, trying to think last few minutes what I'm going to say. Um, well, I, I was quite far out last week. I think I said 40-10 last week to Salford, so I was 30 points out last week. But I'm expecting it to be a bit tighter this week. But I think I still think we'll get get some points. So I'm going to go Salford 38, London 18. I'm, I'm hoping for a similar camp performance uh, to last week, Paul. Hopefully, the players will come out, you know, all guns blazing like they did uh, this week and rack up a, a big score because it's all about building the pressure on the other teams in this uh, the Super Eight qualifiers as it gets towards the end. So I'm going to go uh, for Salford 56, uh, London 10, 56 10. Points difference goes up again. Uh, you know, puts a bit of pressure on the, the likes of Woodersfield and Okia. Certainly does, yeah. And that, I think that'd be good. I mean, I know I said 18 there, but. Be disappointed really if we concede 18 points. But having said that, London are dangerous and they can score points. But in a way, it was a bit disappointing we let Featherston get 16. It'd be nice to go out there and really banjo London and you know keep them to, to zero if we can. I mean, you look at the the job Leeds did on Batley on on Friday night, 32 nil. They didn't give them anything. I think that's what we've got to be like. You've got to make that you know championship side make them work for everything. Don't give them any easy easy points. So uh, if we do that, get the defence right. 
Uh, that should stand us in good stead then. I think we can score points. Yeah, talking about uh, Huddersfield and Hulkia, their game has been moved forward to half 12 on the, on the Saturday. Uh, next, is it next week, Paul? Um, you know, it's, it's going to be uh, interesting that because we'll be, be able to go to Batley knowing uh, that, you know, one, if our uh, you know third place spot is still on and two, how many points we need to get to, to get there. Yeah, which it could be in our favour. I saw that on on the internet this afternoon. That could be in our favour. So, so is that game going to be on Sky, Rob? Is yeah, that the one that Sky have picked? Is it right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought they would do because there was people saying, "Oh, they're going to pick our game against Batley." I thought, please don't, because I was working Saturday, Sunday, and I, I managed to get one of my mates to cover me Sunday, so I could go to the battle again. I thought, please don't move to the Saturday, so I've got to get another day covered. So I've just got my Saturday covered for the million pound game in case. So it's been a nightmare this. Um, this little mini season because because the fixtures sort of come out straight away, don't they, for the middle eights, and you don't really have any time to prepare. Do you? They sort of they come out on the Monday, and then you, you play in the week after. So it's been difficult swapping shifts and faffing about. I mean, must be doing everybody's head in at work, you know, badgering them every week. Hey, can you cover this? Week? Yeah. Can you cover that? But but yeah, I'm glad we're not on the telly on that one. I'm glad it's on the Sunday. And like everyone was saying on the internet, what I read this afternoon, it could work in our favour. And it's a very good point that because you know you know wouldn't it be great if they drew. If all care this field drew, then uh, I think we can still sneak in, can't we? I think I've done my maths right. That'd be that'd so, be heart attack stuff at the, uh, the you know that the game because imagine if both you've kind of punched each other out and then we yeah, came yeah. up and, and took the goal. That'd be a yeah. that'd be knowing our look, we go and blow it at Battle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, don't. Say that. <laughs> well, yeah, that's but, the end. So that's the end of another podcast, Paul. Another good a good podcast this one. Yeah, enjoyed it, mate. Enjoyed it, and I'm really looking forward to Saturday. I can't wait for Saturday. Um, like I said last week, I'm missing uh, my nephew's birthday. I'm staying in. My wife's going up to Newcastle on the Todd. So, sorry, Mrs. Whiteside, but, you know, Salford need me on Saturday. Salford need you. And we need you <laughs> as well, Paul. Another great podcast. And don't forget, next week, uh, we're going to do our um, Player of the Year uh, nominations. Um, you know, obviously, you know, we've had a long season. Uh, we've had some great performances, Paul. And it's going to be tough uh, picking out the players who we think uh, should be uh, in the shortlists. Yeah, I was thinking about this one today, and I seen I seen stuff the the club actually put theirs on, didn't they? The, the official club one, and I saw people voting for that. And um, you know, Craig Copjacks, I think he's going to be one of the favourites. I mean, everybody was mentioning him, but yeah, there's there's a few names mentioned that more than others. I mean, Craig Copjack, George Griffin as well. I think you've got to look at him. How how much George has improved this season, and you know, even Craig Copjack, he, he's starting props every week now. I think, aren't they? And, Gareth O'Brien as well. How good Gareth come in and, and settled in. Junior Sauer has been very consistent as well. So there's a lot of contenders there for it. And I'm sure the supporters will enjoy, uh, enjoy picking that. And uh, it should be fun. Yeah, so tune in next week and uh, have about the nominations and pick your, pick your players of the year, player of the year is. And we'll, uh, we'll announce them on the following uh, podcast. Uh, so thanks for listening to this week's Devil in the Detail podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at DITDSRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud iTunes and the League Cast app. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Ha, 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 ha.